Okay, so yesterday was Daf Yotes, today's Yod Chaf. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Get to today's. Have in mind, have in mind that our learning should be a schos for, uh, um, for all the Yidner of Yisrael. They should be safe and all over the world. And, uh, and also, Lilu Nishmas, Yitzchak Heshel ben Avram Gedalia, and also Fuah Shlimah for Bracha Bashashana, Hadassah Basranya, Tzvito ben Chasha, Imi Bastvora, Yudalei ben Basheva. Thank you. Fuah Shlimah and Sarbas Yacheved. Okay, and with that, let's get started. Um, so. Where should I begin? That's the question. Maybe from the uh, Bayu Ravashi, I think is the right place. So Ravashi, so we're just, if you want to follow along inside, it's on the fourth line on Dafyutes. So Ravashi has an interesting question. He says, is there such a thing as Shinoi when it comes to Tzoros in the sense that it's like you have a combination, you know, as we know that uh, any Karen, since it's unusual, gets downgraded to half. Tzoros is naturally downgraded to half, so maybe a half and a half is a quarter. Maybe it, it downgrades it to a quarter nezek. Or is there no such thing as shinu for for Ravia nezek? That's the question that Ravashi had. So we thought that we could have a good answer from Rava, because Rava asked the is question. Is he bringing up that question because the half is because Torah Moshe Misenai? Is that the reason I question it will go down the quarter or just because logic? Not sure what the two sides are. The, the, the first half is definitely Allah Moshmisina. The question right. is kind of what's the nature of the Allah Moshmisina? Does it give it, is there, a crea- is there a possibility of making, uh, it, talking about Tsuroros being Mishuna, being unusual, to downgrade it to a quarter Nezek? That's the question. So the, so the question, so he said maybe you could answer from Rabbi's question. Rabbi says, he asked, the, he asked a different question. Can Tzoros become a Muad? Can you be a Muad to Tzoros or not? Which means that obviously there is no Shinoi because he's asking maybe it could be a, a Muad to upgrade it to Nezek Shalim. I mean, can you do that? Um, so the Gemara says that's not a proof from Rabba because maybe Rabba was really asking a twofold question. He's saying, first of all, is there Shinoi that downgrades it to um, to Kordonezek, and if there isn't, so then maybe uh, it can upgrade it to Nezek Sholem after uh, three times of uh, continually damaging in that way. So the answer is taken. Which brings us to the next question. Remember, there's a machloke Sumchus and the Rabbanon on, on what the nature of Tzoros. Is Tzoros Nezek Sholem or Chatzin Nezek? So, the question is, according to Sumchus, what would he say by koach kocho, when it's two steps removed, it's not the actual stone that shot out from the, uh, from the foot of the, of the animal, it's the, it's the next step. Would he agree, uh, is he say that's no different, it's kocho and it's the same thing, or, um, um, or not? Okay, maybe... Um, Maybe it's one step room. Maybe the maybe there's halacha, the Moshe Messina that Tzoros is Chatzinezek, but his Tzoros is when it's two steps away. That's how he understands it. Um, or maybe he doesn't have the halacha at all, 
and the Gemara means with the Teiko in that, what is Sumchus's understanding. Now, that's that. Okay. Which brings us to the next thing. It says in the Mishnah, the animal is kicking, or, or Tzroros were coming up from its feet. And it broke Halem, it pays half damages. So the question is, there's two ways to read this. Doesn't mean it was kicking and it damaged by kicking, meaning it kicked it directly and broke something. Or Tzroros, by regular walking, and that's case B. And both of them are Chatsi Nezek. That's one way to read it. And it's going like the Rabbana. Or maybe it's like this. It's, it was kicking and it damaged by kicking. Or it was damaged by Tzroros because of the kicking. Okay, and then it pays Chatzinezek. But we'd imply that if it was regular Tzroros, then it would pay Nezek Shalom, and then it would be going like Sumchis. Meaning, the Tzroros is not any less than the initial act. If the initial act is walking, so the walking is Nezek Shalom, so the Tzroros is Nezek Shalom. If the, uh, if it's, um, if it's the, the Tzroros of, of Karen, because it's kicking, so then it's going to be one step uh, lower, then it's going to be one step lower. Um, you know, then it's going to be the same, and it's going to be Chatzin Nezek. That's the idea. And then it's going like so. So there's two possible ways to read the Mishnah. So the Gemara brought a Raya from the uh, Sefer. Sefer says that if it steps on Kali A, one Kali, and then it broke that one, and then it, uh, a broken shard went shot out and and broke another keli. So the first one is Nezek Shalom, and the second one is Chatzin Nezek. If it's Zumchus, so then there's no Chatzin Nezek okay, on the second one. And what are you going to say? The first one is the first one that was shot out, uh, meaning it's keli B that was the first one, and keli C from the first one, the, the B that broke, in turn went ahead and broke the third one, um, so, and uh, Sumchus makes a difference between Kocho and Koch Kocho. So that was Ravashi's question. What is Koch Kocho Sumchus? Why don't we have a proof from here that, that it's Lavke Kocho, Dami Kocho? Even Hilakri is, is removed. So the Gemara answers Ravashi, the reason why you can't prove it, because Ravashi learns the Mishnah going like Rabbanan and not going like, and, um, and he was asking like this, if, the, the animal was kicking, and it damaged by kicking, or Tzroros were going in the normal way, so then it's Chatzin Nezek. But if it was because of kicking, then it's Revian Nezek, and then it's Shinoi. That's one way to read it. That was his first side of the suffix. Or maybe if it was kicking and it broke with it kicking, or Tzroros because of kicking, then it's Chatzin Nezek, and there's no Shinoi. So there's two ways to read it, Maybe there's no Shino Litzros, maybe there is Shino Litzros. Two ways to read it, and that's what, why it was a taker. And in the Mishnah, it's not indicating which way to read it. Okay. It was open to both equal possibilities. Took us to the next. Shaila Rabab Marmamal asked Rav Ami a question. Others say it was Rav Chibra yes. It was walking in a place where there was no way, it was so many, um, so many little pebbles that it's going to shoot up. And it kicked. And, and and then the pebble shot up and caused damage. Do we say that once it's EFC becomes normal? Or do we say that since it came from a kick, maybe it's 
uh, maybe it's different, and maybe it's a shinui, and therefore it's a teku. Next was uh, Rav Yirmiyas from Zir. Another question. It's walking with says Rabbim. I have to realize in yeshiva we spend like weeks on just one, you know, just trying to think through and understand each of these cases, you know, what's the ramifications, what's the sides, but we're doing our best here, okay, under the circumstances, okay. So Rabbi Yirmi asked this question. It's walking with Shosh Rabbim, and then it, uh, it, 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 the, the rock shot out and, and damaged things. Um, so the question is, uh, do we say that it's since, after all, it's similar to Karen, so Karen's Chayvim Rishas Rabbim, so Tutsro is Chayvim Rishas Rabbim, or maybe since it's a total to Regal, it's Potter in Rishas Rabbim. So he says, it makes sense that it's a total of Regal. What if it's a different case? He was in the Rishas Rabbim, but the rock traveled from Rishas Rabbim where he was walking and broke something in Rishas Yachid. Do we go by the Akira, where it started out in the Rishas Rabbim, so you Potter, or do we go by where it landed and therefore you Chayv? Uh, therefore, you're chayv, right? So he says that doesn't make any sense because if there's no akira, how is there hanacha? Meaning, if I can't be chayv from the initial uh, walking, so then I, obviously it doesn't make sense that if it goes into the into the private domain, you shouldn't be chayv. Um, but if it was in Rishus Rabin and it damaged Rishus Rabin, um then for sure you're not chayv. Um, so the person says, no, it could be. Um, this is regular? No, no, I skipped all in. One second. Um, 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 so we brought a raya. So he says, Akira Inkan Hanacha Yeshkan. Hanacha Yeshkan? Question mark. So then, so the question is, is that we brought down, the Mishnah says, if he was walking in the way, and it was. Metis, whether in the Rishos Yachid or in the Rishos Rabbim, Yechayev. So, isn't what does that mean? Whether in Rishos Yachid, whether in Rishos Rabbim, does that mean if it shoots out in Rishos Rabbim and it damages Rishos Rabbim, and you still Chayev? So the says, no, it's talking about Rishos Rabbim that damages Rishos Yachid. So he says, but I thought you said that you're not Chayev in that case either. Didn't you say Akira Enkan Hanocha Yishkan? How could that be? So he says, I'm Choyzer. So uh, even though it didn't, you know, chayv when it start. I mean, even though it it started out in a place where you shouldn't be chayv, you can still be chayv if it ends up in the private domain. Okay. So uh, he retracted his opinion. So we had a question. What he, it says that he stepped on one keli and he broke it, and then the broken shard hit another keli and broke that one. The first one is chayv nezek shalom, and the second one is chayv chatzin nezek. And we said that's only true if it's in Rishos Anik. If it's Rishos Rabim, the first one you potter, and the second one you chayv. So what's the case? Isn't it went from Rishos Rabim to uh, and it damaged the second one? Even Rishos Rabim and Tzroros Rishos Rabim is chayv. So the says no. It was Rishos Rabim to Rishos Yachid. I didn't you say Akira Enkan Anachi Yeshkan? He says I was chayzer on that. So the Gemara asked another question. I but doesn't Rabbi Yechonon say that there's no chatzin nezek chaluk? Uh, um, are we talking about Hataza, whether Rishos Rabbim or Rishos Rabbim? Or so no, Rishos Rabbim to Rishos Yachid. It doesn't matter if the thrower start out Rishos Rabbim and end up Rishos Yachid, or it start out Rishos Yachid and end up Rishos Yachid. In both your chayav. I didn't you say Kira Enkan Yeshkan? I'm chayzer on that. I retracted that. 
Okay. Um, alternatively, we said that Rabbi Yochanan was was uh, going on Karen. Um, um, that that that's another answer because Rabbi Yechon that said in Chatzinezek Cholok Lolor Shesiyachol Shes Rabbim he's saying that Karen doesn't make a difference that Chatzinezek of Karen doesn't distinguish between Rabbim and Yachid. So Rav Yehuda Nasi and Rav Oshia were sitting at the stoop of Rav Yehuda, and uh, they, this topic came out. What about if it, it, it its tail swished and 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 broke something? So the other one says, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to hold the tail in, when, he, when he goes? So the Gemara says, uh, what about if he damages with his Karen? He's supposed to hold on to the Karen? So the Gemara says, no, Karen is, a, is a animal's angry. Uh, this is just switching his tail. It's not, it's not an anger. Um, now, and so it's Orche. So the Gemara says, if it's Orche, so then um, what's your Shiloh? The Shiloh is if he's switching it extra swishy. Okay. Extra swishy. Okay. The next question was, uh, what about if it, um, its male member was uh, was knocking things over? Okay. Um, so the subject is: Do we say that it's like a Karen because it's Yitzra Katakif, it's being overcome by its desire? Um, I mean. Uh, can you imagine, you know, a huge bull that's in heat? It's pretty scary, okay? <laughs> it can happen, okay? Um, uh, so it's similar. Or do we say that there was Kavanas Elazik? This is not Kavanas Elazik. He's just uh, excited, whatever. So it's a different story. Next, we talked about the Tarnagolan, the roosters. And they also damage while going. Um, um, so Rafuna says that's only if uh, the rope got tied by itself. But if somebody else tied it, the rope on, so the, the one who tied it is Chayv. Um, so, and if it got tied by itself, who's Chayv? The owner of the rope? What's the case? If he hid the rope, so it's anonymous. If he didn't hide it, so he's Peshah. So the Gemara says, we're talking about the rooster owner is Chayv. So why is it not um, Nezik Shalim? Because uh, the Pesach says, Kiyiftach Ishbor, and not Shorbor. So Chatzin Nezik, it's Ishbor v'lo Shorbor. So, uh, so the Gemara answer is that it never, it, it went with it. Ba'ad Yadui means that the the bird um, never let go, really, of the, um, and it, it, it followed along and also caused the damage together with with the uh, with the bucket, whatever was attached to it. And Rav Huna was talking in general, um, not about this particular Mishnah. <clears throat> um, um, so what about a, a Dalil that's Hefker? So Rav Huna says, if it got tied by itself, it's butter. If a person tied it, he's Chayiv. Who's Chayiv? So the, um, the, the, the person who put it there, because... Um, it's exactly the case of bor hamizgalgal beragliyotam ragliyim. That's exactly the case of you put a bar down and the animals move it around <coughs> and it causes damage in another location. You're high for that. So we saw that based on the common denominator limud. Okay. Next topic. Moving on to the brand new topic, the topic of shame. So shame is mud lechol asaroyla. And we said that an animal, a behema, is mud to eat peris virak. So this is an interesting qualifier in chain. 
that it's only food that's fit for the animal to eat. If it's not something that animals typically eat, you're not high for um, as as part of stain. So if it eat, um, it's, it comes mishona and and becomes abnormal, and then it downgrades to chatsi nesek. So if it ate clothing or vessel or utensils, so the pay, the pay, it's chatsi uh, nesek. That's only true if it's in rishus hanizek. But if it's in rishus harabim, then you're completely potter. And however, that even though you potter in rishus harabim. If you benefit it, it pays to the benefit, which we'll also define. How does that work, says the Mishnah? If it ate from the middle of the road, it pays mashanenis. Side of the road, where, um, where you're allowed to keep stuff, then you pay mashazika. Pesach hachanos, the opening of the store, it's mashanenis. And inside the store is mashazika. So that's the story. We'll get to it in today's Daf Mitzvah the next thing was the Torah of Banan. We said Shein is mud to eat what's fit for it. And we gave an example. It goes in to the Chatzar Nizak and eats where, uh, food that it's fit to eat, uh, drink, drink that it's fit to drink. So he pays Nezak Shalom full damages. Same is true by Achaya. Um, it goes into Chatzar Nizak um, and ate uh, an animal. Um, uh, so the, you pay Nezak Shalom. Is the owner of the chai you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner well, of the chai. Has a lion or a tiger? Yeah, a uh, whatever. You're right. He has a pet. Does uh, he have a lion that belongs to you? You know, you. No, <laughs> I don't you know. don't have one, but some people do trade them at home. Um, anyway, yeah, they were talking about a privately owned chai, <laughs> right? A wolf. Yeah, people do that. They. Yeah. They they uh, they they keep a wolf as a pet. So that, that's what you're trying in this day and age. This, this day and age, they have wolves as pets. Oh, I don't know if they do. I'm just saying. It, it, all I know is now that. Well, you're bringing the you're bringing the example. There's got to be something. It, it could be a reindeer, you know. What you have a reindeer? Have I'm a saying it's possible to have. Uh, actually, I was just by my monkey. parents, and there was my parents have have there's a, a lot of deer deer in the backyard every day. Oh, yeah. Three or four. There were four deer walking around the backyard. Those aren't your deer, though. You don't own those. Those are wild animals. Well, we could own them. They hang up by us. Does Kai have the same connotation in Hebrew as English? Wild meaning unowned? Yeah, no, it means non-domesticated animals. That's all it means. They're non-domesticated. Those are only in the zoo, as far as... No, but yeah, people right. people like to have it in the, you know, the... There are kosher animals that are displayed. That's a deer. It's so a kosher deer, a buffalo, whatever. In the day and age this is written, they're referring to somebody who has a, a wild animal that they're keeping. That's, right, that's right. It's uh, it's not... Yeah, I that's just, exactly... I, I didn't know that existed in those days. I mean, it was, uh, it's not that common either, but uh, it doesn't seem to be. But that's what they're referring to here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the bottom line is it's a kind of animal that eats animals. There you go. I mean, it could be a cat. Okay. Yeah. And the other guy's a pet mouse. That is a chayef. Okay. Oh. That's pretty common. <laughs> oh, so a cat, really? A cat's, Watch out your hamster. Cat's domesticated. But they do sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if you leave the home, cat, uh, they get used to it. cat will go after a mouse. But yeah. they're domesticated. It's not a wild animal. No, but a chaya, it's still not a behema. Behema, the behema kind of, although we use the word be, domesticated, non-domesticated. But but in 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 the in the halachic nomenclature, behema is pretty much only, you know. No, it could be a goat. It could be a sheep. They're also pretty crazy. But I'm saying they're different. They just but the, there's herbivores or whatever. And the bottom line is, but chaya. Uh, you know, it's just uh, a chai would include a, 
a cat is a is a, under the chaya species. It bottom is. line, yeah. So even if it's domesticated, it's still a chaya. Uh, so it could a dog, eat a dog, is not. a dog. Also, is a chaya. They're all chaya. They're both chayas technically. Okay. okay. Well, there's some people. So that, that so dog would make sense here in this context. Yeah, dog also fits dog right. Would make sense. A dog, a dog could a dog a dog could attack pretty pretty. Uh, you know that's what that's a common yeah okay scenario. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, it goes into chutzur nizik and it tor for behema and eats it. Pays nizik shalim. A cow uh, eats barley and a donkey that eats uh, whatever it eats kashinin. I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, the type of food and a some dog that vetch, right? Whatever, and a, a, a dog that that laps up some oil and a pig that eats some meat. So those are also nezikshal. Now, even though those are not the main things that those animals eat typically, but it's still normal enough if it's hungry. If it'll eat it when it's hungry, that's also called enough to the level of nezikshal. So comes along, her puppy says, anything that's not so common, but it'll eat it because it needs it, or it's hungry, that's called eating. So therefore, if a cat will eat dates, or a donkey will eat uh, fish, abnormal, definitely, but it's if they're hungry, they'll eat it. Um, so this you pay Nezek Shalom. This, what? This is all Mu'ah, right? Mu'ah? What? These are considered Mu'ah? It's Nezek Shalom. No, it's Shane. Yeah, it's Mu'ah, but it's Shane. Shane is Mu'ah. Whatever. It's always Mu'ah. Okay, so there was a... Okay, so we got a, a story. I don't know how far uh, Rabbi no, Cohen he went. He stopped here, or he kept going? No, he didn't go this far. He, he was stuck with What? The donkey and the bread. Okay, so we'll start with this. Okay, stop over here.